Hey everyone, I'm Jesse Sparks, host of the new podcast, The One Recipe, from the team behind The Splendid Table. This pod is all about that one recipe that you lean on. The one you share with friends, the one you make when you need a little love, and the one you know will work every single time. Every week, I talk with chefs and gifted cooks from all over the world about their one and the story behind it. We're here to help you build your kitchen library one dish at a time. Follow The One Recipe wherever you get your podcasts. The world is a dumpster fire. I'm Amy. And I'm Grace. And we want to help. And fair warning, our help comes with some strong language attached. So if you got a kid, yeet them. Yeet them right out the window. Because we about to say some things. As a reflex to the fucking madness on the news, we're keeping it positive, uplifting, but opinionated. We talk about cultural moments we love. Talk to people we adore. Crushes we have. And self-care we stand. During these trying times, we all need a show that focuses on joy. This is The Antidote. Ooh, hello. Hi, everyone, to yet another episode of The Antidote. Thank you for coming. Woo-woo. Yeah. Um, this week has been rough for me. I don't know about you, Grace. Um, yeah, it's been a long week. It's been running through me. Uh, mm-hmm. There's something like COVID is back. She's straight up surgeon again. Yeah, she's just like... Uh... <laughs> Like the fucking groundhog on the day, like she popped her head up out of the hole and said, ooh, ooh, click, click, or whatever. Uh, what, what sounds five more years make? of COVID. <laughs> five more years. Five more yeah. years. Thought y'all was going to get out your house. Oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. I'm here. I'm here to stay. <laughs> but it's just been rough. I have like four friends who have COVID right now. Oh, and I'm like, so sorry. Work is working and stress is stressing. I don't know. This has yeah. just been one for the books. It um, has been a week. I agree. It's been so busy. I've had to wake up so early to do work yeah. before work. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. uh-huh. Um, I know that so, and my work day, work week is not done. I still have some stuff to do today. So mm-hmm. tomorrow, I'm just getting my nose done. So I'm I'm excited about that. That'll be uh, <laughs> kind of a mini antidote for me. I'm getting my nose done tomorrow. <laughs> I'm so excited for you. Well, this week has been rough, but there have been two little bright spots. Two little bright spots this week. Um, listeners, maybe if you follow Grace on Instagram at oh. GracieAct, you might have seen that she had some good news this week. Oh, thank you, sis. Uh, uh, yes, my show... Uh, uh, it's in development at Peacock was announced uh, this week. Um, so yeah, that that did make me smile because it's been in the works for a minute. And so I'm um, happy that everybody knows now. People know. People know. People know you a badass. I love that. And um, second little bit of good news. Um, my good friend Carrie was listening to our podcast last week. Oh, thank you for the listen, Carrie. And she mentioned um, the one of our bummer news items was about the lack of baby formula for mothers. Mm-hmm. And she mentioned that there is a way to donate to help that. Oh, great. Um, mm-hmm. You can donate to WIC. It's an organization. I mean, everyone knows WIC, but just in case, it stands for Women, Infant, and Children. And it's a supplemental food program for women who are pregnant or breastfeeding infants and children. Uh, so if you do want to donate, you can go to... Um, N as in Nancy, W-I-C-A dot org slash donate. That's N as in Nancy, W-I-C-A dot org slash donate. Yeah. And also one of those women is my very sister-in-law. So um, Shannon uh, also told me that about the WIC services and how you can buy formula. And then if you don't use it, you can sell it back for um, a lower price. So um, there there are lots of mothers who can benefit from this. So if you have a a free 
five, ten, twenty dollars, uh, consider supporting WIC. A million dollars, even if you have. Yeah, to. all your money. <laughs> <laughs> Help the moms. Help the mommies. Anyway, moving on, we can't have the antidote if we don't have something to get an antidote from. And I'm a little fragile this week. But, you know, we got to do this bummer news. So let's let's get into it. Here we go. Up top with our bummer news. First up, oh, my God. Megan The Stallion mm. sat down with Gail King for an yeah. exclusive interview on CBS, you know, about yeah. the shooting. Yeah. And now people are coming for her online. And I do not like it. It's stressing I'm me out. Like the heat that's building in my chest right now. Okay, um, I'll let you finish telling us about the story. Yeah, well, I'll just say that for anyone who doesn't know, on July 12th of 2020, um, it allegedly, there was an argument, alleged argument between Tory Lanez and Megan Thee Stallion on, her, on their way to a party, and um, she was leaving his car, and he allegedly shot her in the foot. Um, and I only say alleged because I'm required to, but the bitch was in the hospital with a shot in her foot. Um, yeah. But let's just say it's a bummer because while we may never know what actually happened, women, and specifically Black women, always have to justify violence of any kind against them. And yeah. that, to me, like the fact that she even had felt compelled or was pressured by people to do this interview, and now that she's done it, people are like, hmm, but is it true? And people are even more skeptical after the interview. Yeah. You're literally asking a woman to relive her trauma on a national stage and then still saying, I don't know if I believe you. And whatever happened to Believe Women? Yeah. Also, it's sort of like she had gunshots in her feet. Where'd they come from? Where'd they come from? Exactly. And we've seen this repeated time after time with Chris Brown and Rihanna and like, mm -hmm. oh, you know, women who were walking late at night or jogging early in the morning, like, oh, they shouldn't have been there. They shouldn't have been wearing that. They shouldn't have been doing that. It's always uh, having to justify like why violence happens to us. And it's very, very frustrating. Um, and also people on Twitter... I don't know, maybe sit this one out. You weren't sit there. You, you weren't did there. you you are not watching the yeah. the court trial. Like so no. like why don't you just keep your opinions to yourself and not make this poor woman feel so bad that she has to get on TV and be crying in the face and then y'all still don't believe her? Like it that is that makes me so so mad and sad. Yeah. I completely agree. But the bummer news doesn't stop there. Uh, mm. You mentioned Twitter, and that's our next bit of bummer news. Oh, yeah. Elon yeah. Musk, um, he literally offered Twitter $44 billion to purchase the service. Um, yeah. And it's a big fucking deal. He says he wants to make it a place for quote unquote free speech, which terrifies me. So racist and Nazis. And <laughs> yeah, I don't know his, his definition of free, <laughs> but it feels like it's anti me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and also CNN Business writes, and I quote, the answer boils down to the outsized influence of Twitter on public discourse and the uncertainty of what happens when the world's richest man who revels in his unpredictability gains singular control over that influence, end quote. And you know what, CNN Business? I never read you much before, but I got to say, you read my mind because that to me is exactly the issue. There are critics who fear like this guy just to watch the world burn like the Joker will just open the floodgates back and basically Trump's version of Twitter will become Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, a place where we share jokes and what we're eating for lunch. Also, you know, um, my dude 
if you, I was going to be saying my nigga. <laughs> he ain't nobody's nigga. He is from uh, South Africa, but he ain't nobody's nigga. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, my dude. Um, what, what I will say to you is if you have 44 bill, mm-hmm. if you got 44 bill that you can mm-hmm. secure financing for, there are better things. There are better things. That you can buy. There are better things that you can do with $44 billion than buying fucking Twitter. Like you could, I don't know, end world hunger. You could end homelessness in the United mm-hmm. States of America. Like mm-hmm. there are so many things you could build an actual legacy that will live behind you. That'll be like, oh, that Elon guy, he did something great for the world. Buying Twitter is not the thing that you should do, be doing with $44 billion. no. And it's crazy because it just shows how much people will do to have power. It's like, why is everyone trying to get to the moon? It's not, oh, because I want to save the planet so I can go there, you know? And I'm like, those that sort of mindset that's more obsessed with power and, and like Guinness Book World Record stats, I'm like, that to me is just what is contributing to um, wage discrepancy, the treatment of workers, um, the income gap in America, uh, the disappearance of the middle class, like all of it is just yeah. this thirst for power. And I feel like maybe I'm being reductive by putting putting it all in the same bucket. But for me, it just, I don't know why. It's just a social media site, but it doesn't bode well to me. Yeah, it, it feels it feels bad. And, and these men that are just chasing power, I just, yeah. I honestly cannot relate at all. Because how, how many yachts do you need? Yeah, that's the thing. I'm like, I guess I'm too poor to relate. But I'm just like, I'm like, can't relate. I don't yeah, know what it feels relate. like to be like, I'd like to fly to the moon, so I'm gonna. Like, I don't know. I'm just like, what? Can't relate. Yeah. Anyway, how do you feel, Grace? Uh, yeah, don't feel great after all that. <laughs> how about you? Uh, equally shitty. <laughs> okay, well, let's get into this antidote. So this is the segment where we tell you about the culture we consumed and things we did this week that make us feel better about the bummer news. Grace, please make me feel better. Make me feel good. What was make your answer? Make me feel good. Make me feel good. Uh, I want to feel good. I, it's all right. I understand. We had a, we had a mindset this week. Uh, so um, my antidote this week uh, yes. had you know I had I was so busy so I wasn't really able to do anything super out of the ordinary but then what I already do um, which is um, luxury lifestyle videos on YouTube. Oh my gosh, this is very grace, y'all. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing: um, I spent a lot of my life not having any disposable income because mm-hmm. uh, if you guys don't know in Hollywood, if you don't have any nepotism or you don't know anyone um, or you come from the Midwest. West like I do or whatever. It takes a long time. It takes a minute to actually jam your foot in the door um, because nobody's trying to let you in there. So, you know, it's only been about, I would say, five, six years that I have had any disposable income. So um, during the pandemic, I uh, decided, okay, you know what? I'm going to like invest some time and some knowledge into learning like where are the cool places to travel like what are the cool pla- things to do like what are about all these like luxury brands and like you know just getting an education and all that kind of stuff um because you know baby every so often I love to turn an outfit I'll have like a, a like an industry event to go to and everybody looks so good so I want to you know I want to be looking good too and so I, you know I don't have time to scroll net-a-porter and I'm not a stylist 
So uh, these girls help. So uh, so the first girl that I'll tell you all about is this girl named Hilo Lux or whatever her real name is, Janae. She's from Virginia. She's a black girl. Um, mm-hmm. And like the name of her channel suggests, she sort of mixes like high end pieces with low end mm. pieces. So she'll do like a haul of like stuff from Zara or H&M. But then she'll also tell you about the Louis Vuitton bag or the Valentino bag that she bought, um, which is great. Um, and uh, so, you know, she'll she'll try on outfits. She got big titties like me. So I I can see like especially like the dresses How and the tops. be banging in them thangs? Yeah, my thangs be banging. <laughs> So I could see like how it would fit on a larger chested person and she'll put together outfits. And sometimes I will buy the outfit from the Ruta to the Tuta. So I'll buy everything from the uh, glasses right down to the shoes. So I'm like, okay, next time I have to go to an event, I'll be stunning on these toes because because uh, Hilo Lux told me that this is the outfit to wear. And so I wear it. Um, there's also Monroe Steele, another black girl, um, based mainly out of New York. She also has stuff down in Miami. So she does these, um, these travel vlogs, uh, where she'll take you along on her day. So she'll, you'll, you'll see her go to brunch, you know, you'll see her like go to an event and she'll tell you about all her, um, her, what she's wearing and like, um, where she's going. So if you go to Miami or if you're in New York, you can see, oh, this is a cute place to go. Monroe told me about this. So it's a really like a 360 thing. Like she does a lot more vlogs than any of the other girls. And she also focuses a lot on skincare, which um, I like as well. Then there's Tamara Kalinic. Uh, she's from Serbia. Um, and she's like travel and ultra, ultra luxury. So when I want to lose myself in a fantasy, like places that, you know, you know, I could, I haven't been able to go yet. Like she'll go to Switzerland. She'll be on like a private island, private jet. Like she has like 12 Hermes bags that are each like $20,000 each. And then she's got like jewelry dripping in diamonds. Like, so like her closet is probably millions of dollars or whatever. So it's fun to see that. Cause I'm just like, someday I will do the things that this bitch doing right now. I bet they will. I want to look at nice things. You just convinced me. I want to okay, go look. Okay. Go look. Uh, so Amy, what is your antidote for this week? Uh, my antidote, guys, I think I was PMSing this week, um, but I was just in a really funky mood mm. all week long. And yeah. obvi- there's been some bad news um, that it's other people's news, um, but friends of mine who I've been wanting to support and show love to this week and um, holding space for that and then also just uh, things in my own life that are yeah. just going a little crooked um, mm-hmm. that I've just been really sad all week. And like, I watched, I rewatched Ali Wong's special because I was like, I want to feel seen. Oh, um, me too. I did it last night. <laughs> are you I did serious? Last, no, I did wow, it last night we as vibing. I was getting my hair done. Yeah, I was yeah, listening. I did it two nights ago. But but my real antidote this week, because that was already my antidote last week, um, uh, was that I just had a craving. And this is why I think I was PMSing. I just had a craving. I was like, I want a cinnamon roll. I want a cinnamon roll so bad. I want one right now, right this minute. And I ended a meeting on Zoom and I immediately just started looking on my phone for best cinnamon rolls in Los Angeles, how to deliver a cinnamon roll. Well, I didn't find it, y'all. I didn't find it. It was 4 p.m. And most of the best cinnamon rolls in Los Angeles places either don't deliver to where I'm at or... 
end delivery in the morning or close at four. So I was like incensed. And I was like, what do I do to get this thing that I want? And then I found that there is a place called Bronte Bakes. I don't even know where it is, but it delivers to my hood. And I found this place and they had a cinnamon roll flavored brownie. And I was like, I want it. But you can't just order one brownie for delivery. So, you know, I ordered a box of six Um, because that's what you do when you want yeah, one thing. You order two of it. That's fair. It was delightful. It was in my hands 45 minutes after I pushed order on Postmates. That's what I, I want to hear. I tipped the driver too much money because I was so grateful that he <laughs> delivered this one box of brownies. And guys, let me tell you. The brownies were delicious. Not only did I get two cinnamon roll brownies, I also got a red velvet brownie, Ooh. a gluten-free chocolate chip brownie, just to see if they're gluten-free was good. Um, I also got an Oreo brownie. Um, and the sixth brownie was a classic, a classic brownie. Classic. My only beef with the classic brownie was that it had a, too many chocolate chips in it. And I'm like, a real classic brownie? Why you got chips in there? It should be yeah. all moist squishiness. Just moist cake cakeness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but I ordered I ordered the box and I ate three the minute they arrived. Listen. <laughs> and I, then three I support, the next day. I support. I support it. Sometimes that that craving, just satisfying oh, that God. craving. Like, especially when you've been denying yourself for a while. You know, yes. I know both of us are on our little fitness journeys. We trying to keep it <sighs> snatched. We live in you know what I'm saying? <laughs> my whole we, week of fitness. Exactly. Like, you know, we trying to, you know, we trying to live in Los Angeles and survive, you know, the, these hoes out here, you know, on our necks. So I feel like, <laughs> uh, you know, when you've been denying yourself and, ooh, that first little bite, I know that that hit right. The way, the way I like, I literally opened the box, opened it up, stood at my counter and was like, oh. <laughs> Over the sink. Mouth. Yes, bitch. Don't even p- warm it up. Don't put it on a plate. No, I was like, room temp. Room temp is the best temp. <laughs> uh, or car temp because it came out of somebody's car. <laughs> um, I do love, you You mentioned um, getting that craving, like satisfying the craving right away. And I feel like this week you satisfied your craving for luxury goods. Yes. By looking at these videos. Mm-hmm. And I satisfied my craving for uh, empty, guilt-free calories. <laughs> We'll be back after this break. Welcome back to The Antidote. We have a special guest today. Who is it, Amy? Girl, this one's a treat. Our listeners may know her best as the co-creator and star of Comedy Central smash hit Broad City, but I know her as a bad bitch and a great mom. Like, she fucked around during the pandemic and co-created the sweetest baby girl, and she somehow makes breastfeeding and compression socks look good. How? Her comedy special... <laughs> I know how. Her comedy special, The Planet is Burning, premiered on Amazon Prime in January 2020, and she played Justin Thoreau's wife on screen, and in my dreams, in the recent horror film that she also co-wrote called False Positive. She's an activist and feminist queen, and even during midterm elections, she stays horny for the polls. So put on your socks, get out the vote, and make some noise for Grace and my dear friend, the incomparable, incredible Ilana Glazer! Hey! Hey, hey, hey! So much. That was uh, really generous and delicious for me to take in. And and thank you so much for being here. Um, you're very very impressive. But we are not here to talk about your many 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 accomplishments. We're here to get deep. Mm. Yeah. Love. Let's check in first. How are you feeling today? Like for real, not small talk. Is there anything that's weighing on you? <sighs> it's such a uh, 
crazy time. It's mm-hmm. so crazy that we grew up without the internet and then grew up with the internet. I'm 34. I, yeah. Like, we're, I think around the same age. Like it is mm-hmm. so wild. Like our brains are, you know, like my, my baby's eight months old. She knows what a camera lens is and that it means that wow. the attention's on her. And when I tell That's her poses, I'm stealing that her poses. Wild. They're so Please show us one. Okay, this is it's one. A oh my People God. can't see it. People can't see it, but we will describe it. This is one. Young icon. Young icon. Uh, listeners, her head was tipped to the side, her mouth open, saying like, hey. Exactly. Yeah. And like, it's like, okay, so as dark as I do feel all the fucking time, all the fucking time, I'm also like, it... There's like equal beauty and magic going on. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. is equally as challenging to hold, I find. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two things can be true. Uh, favorite mm-hmm. expression from therapy. Uh-huh. <laughs> two things can be true. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> it's like the world is burning and <laughs> I'm you got a amazing. Cute yeah. pair of jorts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they make me feel good. Yep. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, let's talk about what is your antidote this week? In other words, what's something non-work related that's bringing you joy this week, this month? Okay. So the the umbrella thing for me all the time right now is my baby. Like, I can't even tell you the Mm -hmm. Yiddish word for like thick legs is pokies. Her pokies Uh are just, I'm like, girl, you're lucky I don't (laughs) literally eat you, consume you you. into my belly. (laughs) Oh my God. Her hands are like circles. (laughs) she's so chunky it's hilarious it is hilarious chunky baby my um my partner he's half jewish half like german like og uh, german moved to the this country in the 1700s his mom Mm -hmm. makes like some and it's his mom she makes this like german treat called schnecken and i like my baby's like neck fat it's, it's really good. It's kind of like rugula, if you know what rugula is, but with raisins yeah, yeah, yeah. instead mm-hmm. of like chocolate. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and I call my baby's like neck fat schneckin. So her schneckin, and I, I mean, there's no meat in <laughs> schneckin, but I call her, it's her schneckin meat. Her schneckin meat is so <laughs> chunky and bountiful. I mean, it's just even like cleaning up her shit. I'm just like, Wee! it's like so delicious and delightful. <laughs> it's crazy. It's so insane. It's like, it's just crazy. Um, so that's the umbrella thing, but to like, that's like so overwhelming. Um, that like a smaller thing is um, diluting. <laughs> I'm such a nerd. Diluting drinks with water, like half coconut water, half yes. water, and yes. just drinking that up. Just drinking that up. Yep. It's like electrolytes and sugar, but also I'm like that. water it down. I don't need the whole like sugary. All the sugar. Right. You get the little essence of yes. it but then you're hydrating yourself that's right yes and also like that's doing that a with good seltzer. antidote yes yes i i believe uh i got a uh, props to matt stapira my friend who in the beginning of covid he was like life hack this is getting me through with seltzer too i'm getting too old for yes. full-on bubbles i got a water <laughs> Same, that real down. burpee yeah i'm a bag of gas i don't need to remind myself <laughs> my aging via belch so water it down and just Take a chill pill, water it down. Can I give you one more? Yeah. Someone once said, like, because I'm getting to the age where two alcoholic drinks makes me fully fall asleep. Completely, <laughs> and yeah. someone said, um, between each drink, have sparkling water with bitters. Like, if you're out, mm, 
have a have a cocktail than sparkling water with bitters. It tastes (laughs) like a cocktail, but it's nothing. I love it. And then your next drink, have a cocktail. Love. That's good because you're like, it's like a hydration sandwich. Yes. So it's like drink, okay, hydration. Yep. We're not getting all the way there. And then another drink. And also yeah. the bitters is a little bit like, hello, like wakes you up mm-hmm. a little bit. Love that. Wake up, bitch. Yeah. Wake <laughs> up, like bitch. You're in the nice. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love it. I love it. That's great. That's amazing. It sounds like looking at your baby brings you a lot of joy and settles mm-hmm. your soul. Is that something yeah. like when we're all doom scrolling? Is that something that gives you relief? Or are there other things that? Oh you my do god, to say, like, that's that's another antidote. Is I have like I can barely touch ground on Instagram. Like it feels like mm. a physical cold. It feels like my brain is melting out my eyes and nose into the phone, and then I'm like no 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 no, and I like I get the fuck off. Freaks me out. A thousand percent. Freaks me out. I I think that that's just like great to do just to take social media breaks. Uh, I think that's just healthy for everyone. Um, And maybe like try getting your news from some place else other than Twitter. I'm talking to myself right now. Yeah. Do you guys know um, Democracy Now? Yes. That's the shit for me. Like the headlines for 20 minutes. And then if you want to go deeper, you go deeper. But it is like, it's the, um, it's like quick. It's such a, Cut, punch like fuck but it's like, like yeah mm, i've gotten it all yeah i'm like i'm gonna go puke <laughs> after this 20 minutes headlines but it's like at least like the real shit and pretty efficient yeah because yeah, i used to for a minute i was listening to the daily and it was too deep like yeah 20 minutes of like and here are the death rates of and i was just like oh god <laughs> a little too emotional right for me and they always yeah. try and put a positive bit in there but i'm like oh. <laughs> what would you say uh is your favorite place in the world would you say it's back home in new york would you say it's just any other place like what is the place that you're like oh when i go there i feel most myself most relaxed um what would you say that is we've been going to the bahamas for the past few years and we took our Ooh. baby this christmas mm-hmm. and I would say there, it's just like the, 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 especially during like the winter months, the tropical Mm -hmm. climate is my shit. It's just like my hair, my skin is meant to be there. I love the whole East coast. I mean, I'm in Florida right now and I'm like thrilled. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I would say the Bahamas. Um, I have a, I have a question because Grace just asked me what's one of my, what's like my favorite place to be or one of my favorite places. You guys have traveled a lot together, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what's like one of your favorite places that you've gone? Because your travel Grace. inspires me. Uh, well, I would have to say Portugal. Um, like we went on a trip right before the pandemic. Like we left Days like before. December, <laughs> like wow. Wow. December 2019 to like, like almost mid January, 2020. Wow. We went on a trip. We went to Barcelona. We went to two cities in Portugal, uh, the Duro Valley. We went to uh, Porto. We went to Lisbon. Um, and yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. Literally, people would be like, yeah. you're American? Would you like free treats? Like, uh, <laughs> I was like, how are, why, why are they so nice? It, yeah, the least racism I've ever felt probably wow. anywhere outside yeah. of like a brown country or a black country. Wow. So, um, so it was, lit. Yeah. yeah, I loved Go it. Portugal. It was great. Mm. Yeah, love it was it. great. 
Uh, Lisbon in particular, it's very hilly, lots of little cobblestone streets, um, and the oh. food was absolutely fantastic. The only people who were mean to us were other tourists. Um, the Portuguese were delighted by our presence. Mm, um, everything, like <laughs> to the point where, by the way, I might have had COVID in uh, Portugal, but you know, let's let, let's let's just put that to the side. It's all good. I was really sick, so we went to this one restaurant, and the waiter was just like, "I see you're sick. Let me bring you some cold medicine." And he did. He brought me some cold. He went to the store, got me some cold medicine. It was like a cartoon. Then. I asked the bartender if he could make a hot toddy. He did not know how to make didn't it. Didn't know what it was. He looked, looked it up. Looked up the ingredients. <laughs> made it and brought it to me. And he was like, so, like, do you like it? I was yeah. just like, where am I? <laughs> yes, yes, they were amazing. I was like, this must be what it's like to be, like, a white male billionaire. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> it was wild. That's it. Wow, that's so it was great. dope. That's fucking lit. I love Yay. a hot toddy. Love a hot toddy. But delivered by what I'm picturing, a gorgeous Portuguese bartender. He was gorgeous. He was gorgeous. He He literally was like cleaning a glass and being like, is it good? Uh, (laughs) And And we're like, yes, thank you so much. Yeah, that's such a hot (laughs) one. That's a sexy As a favorite place, Portugal. Mm -hmm. Love. Yes. Um, I'm curious, do you have any rituals in your life that help calm you? And actually, I want to ask specifically about weed if that's okay because i know when you were pregnant you stopped smoking and i'm like it feels like that was probably a ritual that calmed you like how did you cope (laughs) well it's funny with weed um i i don't know what your guys's usage is i uh now love a a gummy to to wind me down at night nice and also um it's like so awesome in la the way it's like set up uh, obviously legally but like just like as a just boutiques it's such a great yeah, well oiled uh well what makes me laugh about weed is that it like causes anxiety first oh or it causes oh, really? it's chill for me anyway i like get high and i'm like mm-hmm. what have i done and then i like slide <laughs> i get over some hump and then i slide into being like this is what weed is and what being high is my friend mm-hmm. mary <laughs> um, but yeah, I like to, I used to like smoke and then go, you know, go walk around the city. And, and now what I really like to do is just get high at home. Like maybe after my mm-hmm. baby has gone to sleep and, um, yeah. it's so, it's such a nice thing to associate with home. I, it's so funny. Mm-hmm. Like I used to just go out, freak out and then be like high and chill. And it's, it's, it's just like, what kind of like self challenge? I thought it was like an exercise. Yeah. I love to smoke it. I like a gummy, but, um, I'm not, uh, like edibles you can't control as much. And I'm a a pretty like controlled Mm -hmm. person, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. Um, so only if I'm starting like really early, will I do a gummy so that I can, um, cause it gets you going too. Like it it chills me out, but also gets me going. Um, but yeah, to get high and take a bath is, uh, and I really like a joint. I smoke out of like glass bowls or a glass little one hitter, mm-hmm. but I love just like a sip of a joint, one or two sips yeah. of a joint and a bath with Epsom salts. I mean, oh, wow. call that a Saturday. Like what? Ooh, call that that's a Saturday. an antidote. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good one. I want to try that. Uh, uh, I'm like, so, I want a bath so with good. salts. Why don't I bathe? I mean, I, I shower. <laughs> I, I was like, Amy. You mean take baths. 
you bathe, Amy. You're you're a successful writer. You bathe. You don't you don't take baths. I'm not Ashton Kutcher. I shower daily. But (laughs) why don't I take baths? I like there's a bathtub in my house and I've never used it. And also like generic brand Epsom salts. You know what I mean? Just like whatever. It just is so. The salts make it like um, I don't know. It's so good. It's so good. And like to hydrate before and after. I love it. Mm-hmm. First of all, I just want to say, because I know we've touched on a few antidotes and we didn't even talk about the power of friendship as an antidote and you and Abby's friendship. I mean, you're a new mother. You're super busy. How have you found ways to stay touch in touch with your friends and the people you love? That's such a good question because it's like hard. And there's this like, I think this there's this moment right now and I've I've mm-hmm. just started to like, I've been in touch with my friends, but it's been like hurried and rushed and whatever. And mm-hmm. I'm just kind of starting to go. Uh, the The whole key is gentle, being gentle with myself um, and going mm-hmm. gently. So just like mm-hmm. touching base with my friends, one friend at a time and knowing that mm-hmm. I'm going to get to everybody. There used to be this like rush and a feeling of like task um, mm-hmm. with friendships yes. mm-hmm. where I'm like, feeling. Yeah. And it's like, your friends don't want to be a task. You don't want to be a task for your friends. So like going gently and like taking whatever time it takes to actually enjoy it, um, is important to me. Just Mm -hmm. seeing one friend this week and one like phone call, whatever, when I can. Mm -hmm. Um, so really slowly, really slowly and gently and just like holding my shape with myself inside my own mind where I'm like, I'm not a bad friend for not getting back to everybody immediately. And I'm thinking of Mm -hmm. whoever and like sending them, you know, thinking of them and and loving them from here. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, just having those limits with myself, um, really working against the like harsh voice to be like, it's okay when you, when you are ready to come to this friend is when it'll come together. Um, So yeah. And, And I think like, a baby is this clear timeline, new life, these milestones. It's, it's, yeah. it's easy to pin around her, but it really, um, this really relates to before I had a baby, before I was pregnant mm-hmm. where, mm-hmm. and I've like been on this, this continuum of like less task oriented and just like making the space to just be with a friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love That's that. wonderful. I, I mean, and I love what you said about like friends don't want you to think of them as a task. Yes. Because sometimes I do yes. do that. I'm just like, oh, this person, I haven't talked okay, to them in a while. Yep. Yeah. I got to I got to figure out a time to like, yes. you know, uh, text back and forth. Like I, I'm not a big texter uh-huh. back and forth. Like some people can text their friends all day. Yep. Like and there's very few people I can do that with me. Amy is one of them. But like cer- certain friends from back home in Michigan are just like want to ask me all these questions. And I'm just like, oh, this is becoming a task. Yes. And um, I, I need to stop doing that and realize that they will still care and love me anyway if I don't um, yeah. exchange like 80 texts a day. With uh-huh. them, yeah, sure. totally. Yeah. I love that. And also it gives us an excuse to hang out with you. Like you are a friend that we're like, touch base with you. Same. So this is is great. (laughs) Cheat code. Awesome. I mean, that's it. Thank Thank you you so so much for having me. Thank you for being here. Bye. Bye. 
Now we're doing our creative tap-in in which we tip, tip, tip in to our creativity. Amy and I are both writers, so being creative brings us joy, and this is a podcast about joy. So Grace is going to surprise me with a quote about creativity, and I'm going to let her know what it makes me think. Okay, here we go. Develop interest in life as you see it. In people, things, literature, music, the world is so rich, simply throbbing with rich treasures, beautiful souls, and interesting people. Forget yourself. I'll read it one more time. Develop interest in life as you see it. In people, things, literature, music, the world is so rich, simply throbbing with rich treasures, beautiful souls, and interesting people. Forget yourself. And that is by Henry Miller. I've never heard this quote before, but I've literally said the essence of it to so many people because this is why I'm a writer. It's my Mm -hmm. love for forgetting myself. Sometimes it's really hard for me. I have anxiety and it's hard Mm -hmm. for me to get out of my head. Um, But when I get to like go to a museum and I'm like, my job is to absorb this art or Mm -hmm. I have coffee at an outdoor cafe and I'm like, Listen to the conversations around you. Mm -hmm. Watch the traffic in the street. What is that crazy person doing outside? Like, that's when I feel in tune with the world and I feel fully present. Um, And it's why I'm a writer. Like, that's why I love this quote, because it's literally the reason I love what I do and the reason Mm -hmm. that I feel... like, I, I don't know. I always sort of think that, like, writers aren't always the most interesting people. We just know how to to write about the most interesting people, mm-hmm. <laughs> characters and places and experiences. We know how to tap into what's interesting in the world. Um, and I don't know if other writers will be like, hey, I'm plenty interesting. But I'll say this, <laughs> like, I'm a type A Virgo, Virgo child of immigrants. Like, all I do is study. <laughs> like, I'm not that interesting. <laughs> but I love being able to forget myself and create from a space of being tapped into culture and the world around me and what other people are doing, what other people are feeling, and how those feelings and emotions and experiences can be universal. Um, It's literally why I do what I do. Um, So this quote is beautiful. Um, I'm obsessed with it, and I want to know what it makes you think. Um, well, first of all, I I don't I want to contradict that you are not an interesting person. I think LOL, that you're thanks. very interesting. <laughs> um, but I I understand what you're saying that um, part of what makes you an interesting person is that you're curious about other people. I think that people who are <laughs> um, who would consider themselves interesting or whatever, but are not curious about people are probably not as interesting as they think they are. I think that what makes someone interesting is what they're into and what they're curious about. So um, what it makes me think um, is I spent a lot of time as a child um, feeling very isolated in many ways. Mm. Um, I was like the only black child at, you know, a white Catholic school, the only black kid in my class. Um, I didn't even fit in necessarily with the black kids because, you know, um, my parents were immigrants and I had different lunches than everybody else. And (laughs) I I wasn't really tapped into the black American experience because, you know, when I was little, my parents had just come over from a whole other continent. 
yeah. um, Guyana in South America. So what I learned and um, how I became a writer, how I became an artist, is that I was being excluded anyway. <laughs> so I learned to like observe people. So I turned it, what was a really tough time for me where I was being bullied, mm-hmm. I turned all of that stuff into art. Um, because, and that was, became my coping mechanism. So yes, like a girl would be cartoonishly mean to me and call me all kinds of things. But then I began to become curious about like, what would make somebody like that? Like, and then I would begin to observe things about that person. And then they actually could give me compassion sometimes because I saw how insecure that person was or like that, you know, their mom picked them up and their mom yelled at them to get into the car. So maybe she's yelling at me because her mom yells at her. And so I began to see like the things I was going through. Um, they still hurt, but at the same time, I began to have them have a purpose yeah. So the this whole idea of like forgetting yourself was like a coping mechanism that I had for a long time. And now that I'm not in that place of um, being bullied and all that, I, I still carry that with me as sometimes, you know, I'm still an introverted person. So my instinct when I'm at a party... I still just want to talk to like one person. So me being successful at a party is like talking to three people to have in-depth conversations. And I really enjoy like digging into that person. I'm not a person who wants to have small talk with a bunch of people. I want to have a deeper conversation with two or three people at the party. Mm -hmm. So forgetting myself, being curious about the person that's in front of me sort of feeds my art still. Because like a quirk that they have, a line that they say, the way that they move their head is all like fodder for like characters or, or anything. And That's why I think personally I love being a writer too is just being able to see these little things in people and draw them out and make them into work. So I love that. I love that quote. Um, Henry, whoever his face sounds like a white man. Henry Miller. I fucks with him. Yeah. So, thanks for listening to The Antidote. We hope this injected a little bit of joy into your week. I know it did mine. How about you, Amy? I feel good, girl. We should do this again sometime. Oh, we'll be here next week. (laughs) And in the meantime, if you'd like to follow us on social, follow me, Grace, at Gracie Act, G-R-A-C-Y-A-C-T. And follow me, Amy, at Amy Aniobi. That's A-M-Y-A-N-I-O-B-I. And follow the show at The Antidote Pod. That's the with two E's. If you like feeling good about yourself, please subscribe at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Goodbye. The Antidote is hosted by us, Amy Aniobi and Grace Edwards. It's produced by Jenna Hanchard and our associate producer is Taylor Polidor. Our executive producer is Erica Krauss and our editor is Erica Janik. Sound mixing by Derek Ramirez. Digital production by Miju Sayuni. Talent booking by Marion Ways. Our theme music was composed and produced by TT the Artist and Cosmo the Truth. APM studio executives in charge are Chandra Kavati, Alex Shafford, and Joanne Griffith. Concept created by Amy Aniobi and Grace Edwards. Send us your antidotes at antidoteshow.org. And remember to follow us on social media at The Antidote Pod. That's the with two E's. The Antidote is a production of American Public Media. Ow, ow.